Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. As Fresno Unified Teachers prepare to strike next week, they have support from an unlikely source. Substitute teachers who are supposed to take their place. KVPR's Rachel Livenall reports. The union representing Fresno area substitute teachers voted not to cross the picket line. Fresno Unified increased its daily rate for substitutes to $500 in anticipation of the strike. The district sought substitutes from across California in hopes of maintaining operations. Despite that, substitute teachers voted unanimously Thursday to support the Fresno Teachers Association. The vote means substitutes are encouraged not to teach, but they will not actually participate in the teachers' strike. The vote is the second of the week, following a nearly unanimous vote by Fresno teachers to authorize a strike. Fresno Unified says the Substitute Teachers Union violated its agreement that it would provide teaching services during the strike. If all remains the same, the state's third largest school district will be on strike starting next Wednesday. For the California Report, I'm Rachel Livenall. Autonomous taxi company Cruise is halting driverless operations nationwide. Earlier this week, the Department of Motor Vehicles and California's Public Utilities Commission suspended permits for the company to carry passengers. That was because of a collision in downtown San Francisco earlier this month when a driverless Cruise vehicle struck and dragged a pedestrian. In a statement, Cruise says the most important thing for us right now is to rebuild public trust. The company says it will examine its processes, systems, and tools to better focus on safety. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. 
Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Halloween is coming up. For many people, it's just one evening of trick-or-treating and frightening fun. But in one L.A. County neighborhood, there's a two-block stretch known as Horror Row. It draws people looking to keep things spine-tingling year-round. From KCRW, Megan Jaberson reports. Even before the Mystic Museum opens at 11 a.m. on a Saturday, there's a crowd of at least a dozen people waiting. Elizabeth Williams is one of them. She has burgundy red hair and the Bride of Frankenstein tattooed on her forearm. I mean, I grew up reading Stephen King and Goosebumps, and Are You Afraid of the Dark was on Nickelodeon, and so we kind of grew up, I think, in an era where it was fun to be scared. At Horror Row, you can buy costumes, decorations, and horror-themed cookbooks. Some of these places have been around for decades. Believe it or not, for a lot of people, it is a lifestyle. It is what they do, it's what they love, and it's what they enjoy. That's Jaleel Gardner, the store manager at the Mystic Museum. He says these fans are no different than sports or music fanatics. His favorite horror movie is the campy 1983 slasher, Sleepaway Camp. Customers come to the Mystic Museum for books on witchcraft, 80s slasher film memorabilia, and Victorian oddities. Think taxidermy and real human skeletons. There's also a display of dozens of vintage Ouija boards and a Zoltar fortune-telling machine. Zoltar speaks. And horror can be more than just frivolous fright. Psychologists know that some people feel happier after a scare. Others find horror help them cope with real-life anxieties. For example, researchers at a lab in Denmark who study the fun of fear found that horror fans were better able to cope with the stress of the COVID-19 pandemic. Plus, here's another reason horror deserves our attention. Horror is a, is a great way to express what's going on in society. Del Howison isn't a sociologist, but he holds a lot of cred in the horror industry. He and his wife, Sue Howison, opened Burbank's first horror shop, a bookstore called Dark Delicacies. And they can count big names like Academy Award-winning filmmaker Guillermo del Toro amongst their fans. Here is all your receipts. Del Howison is making a sale, as he has for almost 30 years. He has long white hair and is wearing a black t-shirt with a goat skull and pentagram design. He points to monster movies from the late 50s to show what he means about horror and social anxiety. Anyway, that's the first time he got into the genre. Here he was at the movies as a kid without his parents, watching the 1958 supernatural horror film, The Case of the Faceless Man. Hiding behind your hands, but peeking through them. It was fun. Those monster films were using the fear of the other. American culture at the time was all about conformity. And if you didn't fit the norm, the message was clear, says Howison. You don't really fit in with us, so there's something wrong with you. And then you don't know that you're being indoctrinated into that because it's just everyday life. Fast forward to his adulthood, and he also sees a connection between the HIV and AIDS epidemic and the rise of vampire stories. And after 9-11 and the news images of survivors of the collapse of the World Trade Center, zombie stories took off. And now we just had the, the plague, and you're seeing a lot of plague stories. 
When he started the store, he wasn't sure if enough people would be into it. He still remembers the first author signing where they drew a crowd, and he thought to himself, Oh my gosh, there really are other idiots that like this stuff as much as I do. We've been around long enough that I think they kind of have a feel that this is their clubhouse. A clubhouse for the fun of fear. For the California Report, I'm Megan Jamerson. And that is this edition of the California Report for Friday, October 27th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Christopher Beal, Jim Bennett, Catherine Monahan, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tovin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery on the web at schmidtocean.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Special access to cool events, behind the scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org/slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. <laughs>